listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Holy bow wow! Our special guest today has gone from being a cape crusader to a crusader for canines. In the classic Batman and Robin television show, he bam pow proved to be a sensational sidekick, and today he dedicates his life to bringing out the healthy best in big dogs. I want you all to give pause and applause to the original Robin, the one and only Burt Ward. Welcome to the show, Bert. Hello, citizens. All right. You even have that super crusader voice. That's I what years have... of crime fighting will do for you. I guess you're right. You know, like, and climbing me. walls. Take that, Spider-Man. Forgive me if I accidentally call you Robin or Dick Grayson doing the show. It, it's just, I got to confess, it's been instilled in my brain. I faithfully watched every episode of the Batman and Robin show as a kid in the 1960s. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, where's the time go? Where has it gone? Yeah. Well, you first of all, you have excellent taste. So we'll start with that. All right, awesome. We're going to find out on the show how Bert really did land the role of Robin. I saw your tryout where you were flipping people on a mat. And we're going to also talk about a villainous role that singer Frank Sinatra just pined to play but never got. We're going to find out answers to these questions and more, but we've got to pay for the show. So let's all take a commercial break. I want all of you to just keep your utility belts on and park those Batmobiles. We're going to be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm sure many of you tuned in each week from 1966 to 1968 to the same bat channel at the same bat time to watch the campy antics of the caped 
Crusaders, played by Adam West and Burt Ward. You know, the generations that have been born after this show officially, quote, ended, it never did end, are still catching the episodes. You know, you're not a rock star, Bert, but man, you definitely got a lot of people from all generations wanting to be with you. You've got a fan base. You know, this is one of those classic shows that seems to have some kind of an ageless appeal. What do you think causes all that? Because we appeal to a very broad audience of people. And we were in people's homes twice a week for three years, prime time. Our show for children, the kids love the hero worship of the characters fighting crime, climbing walls, riding in the Batmobile. It was a lot of fun for kids. And for the adults, it was the nostalgia of the comic book. And for the teenagers and college kids, it was the double meanings and the double entendres and the funny situations that we played straight, the campy style that they loved. You know, that's quite a great successful formula, don't you think? Yes. I mean, the broader the audience, I mean, the more people you're going to have watching. And we were the number one and number two show in the nation for three years. Nice, nice. Now, I was doing some research and I saw an old, old clip of you doing a tryout for the role of Robin. And you were a guy in real estate. You were married. You were a college student. You didn't have a big acting resume. So how did you even find out about this audition? And what made you say, I really want this role? Well, actually, I, I was studying professionally. I hadn't been working professionally, but I was studying with professional coaches going to UCLA studying acting for years. So it wasn't like something I was just fell into, but I hadn't done anything. And I had, and I mean, on a professional, because I didn't want to try out for things until I was trained to properly, you know, do the work in terms of this particular role. I was selling real estate for my dad and, uh, working as a licensed real estate agent and, and going to school, UCLA and studying my acting. And I sold a house to a producer who sent me to an agent. This agent sent me out for the part and uh, it was the first thing I tried out for. And You're there was kidding. A lot of, yeah, no, there was a lot of people. There were 1,100 young guys that they had interviewed for this part. 1,100. Oh, my gosh. I'd like to know how they selected me for the role. Uh, after doing the screen test and things like that, they came to me and they said, you know, Bert, we've decided that we want you to play the character of Robin. I said, gee, that's terrific. And they said, yes, but we want you to understand why we selected you, and what we want to expect you to do for us. I said, okay. He said, the reason why, this is William Dozier, the executive producer, he said, the reason why we selected you is because, in our opinion, if there really was a Robin, you would be it. So instead of, quote, acting or taking on a different type of character than yourself, we want you to be yourself and to be enthusiastic, and that's all we want. And that's well, exactly what I did. That's a brilliant producer. He found the right Robin because I think you're right. You did play yourself, but you also had a little background in karate, weren't you? Aren't you a brown belt at the time when you black tried belt. out? Black belt. Black belt. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. That kind of um, helps. It's very interesting. Karate came to the United States in 1961, and in 1965, by that time, I'd already become a black belt. That's great. So tell me, as a kid, where did you grow up, and were you a big comic book uh, fan? I grew up uh, in Beverly Hills, California, and um, I enjoyed comic books, but I didn't have Batman comic books where I lived. I only uh, saw the Superman comic books and Superboy. So as a child, uh, I even had a little cape, uh, which was a, consisted of a bath towel and a clothespin <laughs> that I drove around at three years of age on my, uh, on my tricycle wanting to be uh, you know, Superman or Superboy. 
Nice. So when did you find out about Batman and Robin? After I got the, the part. In other what? words, when I was sent over there to interview and to do a screen test, I didn't know what the character was. They just said well, the first scene was as uh, in, our, in our civilian clothes. It was as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. And I didn't know who they were. And then uh, when it came after the, doing that part, then they said, oh, we want one more thing for you to do. And I said, what's that? They said, oh, well, we have a costume we want you to put on. I said, oh, okay. I had no idea what kind of costume it was. And I know, had no idea how uncomfortable it would be. And then when I, even when I got it put on with the help of their wardrobe people, because you got zipped up in the back and all this kind of stuff, I still had no idea what it was. I thought it might be some kind of, uh, I don't know, Shakespearean period piece or something. I didn't know what it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got to say, the Batman, you know, the Dark Knight and all that, they have those amazing, you know, built-in peck kind of costumes today. But, you know, you kept your manhood and masculinity. Well, when yeah, you today's right. It's, it's funny you should say that because uh, all the the movies, you know, the character of Batman wears, you know, like these uh, type of muscles or body armor or whatever, whereas right. we just, you know, we're pretty athletic in our in just regular costumes. Well, growing up in Beverly Hills, did you have dogs in your life? I mean, what's the connection with dogs? Because uh, oh, yes. obviously, I, well, I well, I have a lot of connection with dogs. As a child, I had my own dog, and uh, which I love very dearly. You know, they say a dog is man's best friend because he wags his tail instead of his tongue. Then during the series, I for security reasons, I had two uh, Doberman Pinscher protection dogs. Oh, really? And I learned how to train and handle, you know, security dogs. And so for actually for more than 45 years, I've been handling and training dogs. So I have a background in doing that in addition to being an actor. And then when my wife and I moved to where we're living now, we um, decided to get our own giant breed dog. And we now operate our own giant breed dog rescue, which we have for the last 18 years. Uh, and we've rescued more than 14,600 dogs. Although we started with Great Danes, we now have 45 different breeds of dogs that we rescue and care for them, provide all their medical training, and then find them safe, loving homes. And our dogs now range from 2 pounds all the way up to 295 pounds. Oh, my gosh. And I want to take a moment for people. After the show, I want all of you to please dash over to GentleGiantsRescue.com. It's GentleGiantsRescue.com, and you'll see the work that Bert and his wife, Tracy, have been doing. I mean, 290 pounds, 95 pounds. What kind of dog is that? English Mastiff. Oh, my gosh. I, I have a call great that gain that's 275 pounds. Wow. Wow. And he loves to sit in your lap. But if he does, <laughs> if he gets in your lap, no one has ever been able to get up. <laughs> I think I would be like uh, like a pancake after that. And the two-pounder? The two-pounder? Uh, two-pounders are Chinese crested. I mean, to give you an idea how small a two-pound dog is, a chihuahua is usually five to seven pounds. So a two-pound dog, such as a Chinese crested, I mean, their legs are thinner than your pinky finger. They probably run the show, though, don't they? Well, it's funny. The bigger the dog, the smaller it thinks it is. The smaller the dog, the bigger it thinks it is. That's a great one. I like that. So we're speaking with Burt Ward. We all knew him as Robin in the classic Batman and Robin TV show and cartoon series. But, you know, this has been your destiny, your legacy. Are you cool about that? I mean, you've been at Comic-Con. You've got a couple of things developing right now. So how do you like uh, continuing this dual role as Burt Ward, giant dog caretaker and rescuer and provider, keeping the best health for them and being Robin forever? 
Well, the way I look at it is this way. It's like from being caped crusader to canine crusader. So I think we're all multifaceted and that we are all capable of multitasking. So while I still intend to continue my career as a performer, I'm also caring for animals, which is like our gift, you know, to, uh, to society. So let's talk about some things that are happening now. Obviously, Batman has always been a superhero. He's taken on different personas. The movies today make him sort of like kind of put the M in moody and the B in brooding, I guess. Adam West put more of the C in camping. What's your takes on the depictions of Batman today, and why is there no Robin? I mean, with apologies to Chris O'Donnell, but I think you played Robin a zillion times better. Well, thank you. Uh, Chris is a fine actor, but when he performed, I mean, you, you thought of him as an actor yep. playing Robin as opposed to something that was really you know, believable. You see, the, out in the theaters today is, is what you have the Dark Knight series. Well, right. Adam and I think of ourselves as the Bright Knights. Oh, good. And, and uh, we love the series very much, and we carry on the tradition for children at making personal appearances all throughout the country, which I do, uh, major Comic-Con events particularly, and other. Uh, there are these themed shows that you have for uh, you know collectors of memorabilia and things like that. So we have a great time doing that. But my main focus when I'm here in town at home, which is the majority of the time, is about caring for dogs and helping them to live longer, healthier, happier lives. And I'm happy to tell you that my wife and I, after caring for, what, 14,600 dogs in the last 18 years, we have developed a feeding and care program that we have actually as much as doubled the lifespan of dogs. So your listeners out there who have a dog that would like their dog to live 18 to 21 years like our dogs are living should learn from our website how to feed their dog properly, how to care for their dog, and they should be using Gentle Giant's dog food, which we have made. We're a nonprofit charity. We don't uh, make any money on the dog food, but we've actually made a food different than every other dog food in the world. It's not like any dog food anybody's ever fed their dogs. It's basically human food for dogs, and dogs do amazingly on it, and we don't have all the fat in the food that other dog foods have. We don't have fat on the outside of the food that uh, if you feel any dog food, you'll feel a greasy feeling because they spray lard, which is the white stuff you see on a steak the next day you would never eat. They have to spray it on food to get the dogs to eat it, and it clogs their arteries. Everything we do is designed to help dogs live a much longer, healthier, happier life. On your website, which is GentleGiantsRescue.com, I love the video, and it looks like you're working really fast with the giant bags of the Gentle Giant food, and you say right on there, it's it's 100% pure beef and uh, chicken liver treats, and I guess the proof is in the uh, lifespan. Oh, like yes, and, and you know, when we say that we have dogs living 18, 21 years, not just living that long, but healthy. In fact, I had a funny situation happen recently where I have a 21-year-old, it's a Irish wolfhound combination, and wow. uh, she's 21 years old, and, and normally an Irish wolfhound is a six- to eight-year lifespan. This dog is 21 years old and recently was out chasing another one of our dogs in our front yard and jumped in our koi pond. And I had to get in the <laughs> koi pond with 35 big koi, which I was afraid might bite me or something, to uh, help the dog get out. You know what I mean? But right. that's just to show you that if you do the right thing, you can have your dog living with you twice as long and healthy 
and energetic. And how we do it, the science behind what we do, is that our dog food actually flushes dogs' arteries because all of dogs' arteries from eating other dog foods are clogged with fat in it, and it reduces the blood flow. Would you explain them how they can do the test? You called it the clog artery test. Tell them how people can do that and test it with their own dog food. Well, you just simply take their dog food, put it in your hand, and rub it with their fingers, and they're going to feel a greasy feel. Depending on the food, some of the foods are so greasy that you see a line of grease on the inside of the bag. Others are less greasy, but you that the of dog food appears like one solid color or has a shine to it. That's from the fat content. And just to give you an idea, all dog food manufacturers know something the average person doesn't know, which is the more fat they put into the food, the hungrier it makes the dog. Let me give you an example. Food has fat in it, like our chicken, fish, eggs, nine vegetables. I mean, from the chicken, fish, and eggs, there is fat in the food, but we don't add any extra. We try to minimize how much fat is in the food because we want our food to be heart-healthy for dogs. But other manufacturers actually inject fat into it to bring the fat content up to 12% or more, which if we ate 12% fat, we wouldn't be doing this lovely interview today because we'd all be dead. Yeah, that's true. Why would they do that to dogs? to make them hungrier. The perfect example is, remember a few years ago on television, it was called Super Size Me. A man in Ohio went into a McDonald's and ate every meal for a month there. He gained 50 pounds and almost died. Why? Fat content in the food. So what manufacturers do, they inject fat into the food, and that's why if you talk to just about anybody in the world that owns a dog and you say to them, oh, when you feed your dog, I mean, could you put a whole bag of dog food out there and not worry that they're going to overeat? Well, of course not. They say we always have to limit how much our dog eats because they would overeat, and that's caused by the fat content in the food. And if you want to understand why dogs can't live long lives, it's because you've heard the term stress kills. You know that term, stress kills? Well, think about what happens if you give a dog a food that is artificially designed to make the dog think that it's hungrier than it really is. And then because you love your dog, you hold back on how much you're giving them. But what happens to the dog? They're never satisfied. We all know how terrible the feeling is when we're hungry. It's a horrible feeling. How long do you think any of us would live if every minute of every day we were hungry? It's shortened our life tremendously. That's what's happening to dogs. You combine that with the fact that not only after they inject all this fat into the food, then because the thing tastes so bad to dogs that they have to spray the outside with lard, is it any wonder that dogs can normally only live 8, 9, 10 years? I want to explain one more thing. It's the quality of life. Mm-hmm. Most people, when their dogs get 8 or 9 years old, the dog starts to have a little trouble getting up or a little trouble walking. And, you know, we as owners who love dogs feel the pain of seeing our dog not doing well. And then we take the dog to our vet, and $150 later we leave not knowing anything more than than the fact that the vet says, well, your dog's getting older now, so get used to it. You're going to have to put him to sleep soon. I mean, this is terrible. And our dogs that are 18 to 21 years that are running around like puppies, okay, we don't even take them to the vet except every three years to get an updated rabies shot. That's the only time they go because they're so healthy. Well, I think what you're pointing out is old age is not a disease. It's a stage of life. And done right, you've got a lot of Betty Whites on four legs at your place. Exactly. To imagine a 21-year-old giant breed dog that has already lived three times its normal lifespan and still totally healthy, 
running around jumping in my koi pond. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of, I mean, you know, puppy behavior that you can have. And we have a video right on our, on our website that shows we're letting out 20 or 30 dogs. And our food is designed, Gentle Giants, all natural Gentle Giants dog food, is designed for dogs to self-regulate how much they eat. You ever heard of the condition called bloat and torsion? Which Absolutely. Is the number two killer of giant breed dogs. In fact, there was a movie called Marley and Me, in which at the end of the movie, the dog died from bloat and torsion, which, unlike cancer, is entirely preventable. And our dog food is designed to avoid bloat and torsion. So the difference between a human and a dog, the human that gets a cramp from having stress while food on the stomach gets out of the pool or stops their bicycling or whatever they do. They lay down, and in 30 minutes, they're fine. But a dog, once they go into the cramp, the stomach flips, and it turns on itself, and you've got one hour to get them to an expert surgeon, which is not your local vet. They can't do that kind of surgery. You have to go to an emergency clinic or a specialty clinic, and you're looking at four to $8,000, or your dog dies one of the most agonizingly painful deaths imaginable. And all of this is prevented by following our feeding and care program. Most people feed their dogs once or twice a day. That's terrible. We feed our dogs five or more times a day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day. Well, that helps with their metabolism. I need to take a quick commercial break. We are speaking with Burt Ward. He and his wife, Tracy, they are the founders of Gentle Giants Rescue. I want you to all dash over there after the show. He's, of course, the guy that played Robin in Batman and Robin. And as you can tell, he's very, very passionate about making sure that dogs, particularly the large, big breeds, have the ability to have long, happy, healthy lives. We're going to talk more with Bert right after we take this quick commercial break. So I want every one of you to sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, this is Betty White, and I'm inviting you to tune in to the Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I got to tell you, Burt Ward, I knew you wore tights pretty well, and I knew you could uh, take care of villains like the Joker and the Riddler, but you really are on a crusade to keep our pets as healthy as they can be. Well, think of it this way. You know, we love our dogs, don't we? We love Mm -hmm. them. 
I mean, there are 85 million dogs in the United States. 63 million households have dogs. And when you think that the average household has three and a half to four people, you're looking at almost 250 million Americans that have access on a daily basis to their dogs. And, you know, dogs are innocent. They only live to please their owners. You know, I mean, you could have the best day at work or the worst day at work, and that you come home and they love you unconditionally. And none of us want to lose our dogs. It's a horrible, horrible thing to lose your dog. And, you know, you got to remember something. As humans, we have the ability to make choices in our life. For example, we can eat healthy or we don't have to eat healthy. Or we can do what we want. But in the case of a dog, they don't have a choice. They either eat what you give them or they don't eat at all. And that's why it is so critically important that if you want your dog to be with you as much as twice as long, that you start following some scientific approaches to caring for your dog like you care for yourself. Earlier before we went to break, I talked about how we feed our dogs five or more times a day. And let me tell you the science behind that. The best way is to relate it to a human. If you think about it and you were to go to your doctor for a checkup, and next time you go, ask your doctor this question. Am I better off eating one or two big meals a day or four or five smaller meals a day? We all know the answer. So it, four or five smaller meals is much better for us. So when you think about it, as I said earlier, that a dog is inferior in design to a human being, that's why we live so much longer, it's actually much more important for a dog to eat five or more times a day than it is for a human. This is why you and your wife have dedicated your lives to the big dogs and making sure you've produced a line of food that's going to keep them healthy and really put in a capital L in longevity. We're yes, well, with- I'd like to inject one thing. It's not just for large dogs. Okay. I mean, when we tell you, I have two-pound dogs. It's for all dogs. You know, if people that have small dogs, because they hear the name Gentle Giants, they think, oh, that's just for big dogs. It's not just for big dogs. It's for all dogs. A good quality food is good for everybody. You know, I like carrots, and I liked carrots as a kid, and I hope to like them as a senior. It's the same person, just different age decades, right? Of course. <laughs> All right, well, let's shift gears a little bit because, you know, you've got such an iconic presence about yourself. A lot of people really, really enjoyed you in the original Batman and Robin series. So let's talk about a couple of things that you have coming up, a couple of great projects, some new TV series. Let's start first with your reality show, and then let's go talk about your new cartoon series. Well, all right. We're in development now on a reality series based upon our dog rescue. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we, uh, we, rescuing dogs is is a pretty serious matter. You know what I mean? Because there's all kinds of situations can be very dangerous to the animals. Their lives can be in, in great danger. And we try to swoop in and, you know, get them out of danger, rehabilitate them, train them, get them healthy, and then find a safe, loving home. And that is a big thing to do because there's so many different dogs that need help that some of them can be in animal shelters where they've got very little time because they're going to be put to death. I mean, I can't tell you how many thousands of dogs that we've actually taken out of animal shelters on the day they were going to be put to death and literally 20 minutes before it was going to happen. And in other situations, they're running loose in the desert. And I mean, there's so many things. Rescue is truly rescue. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a canine <laughs> version of uh, paramedics rescuing people, you know, right? and caring for them and, and finding out what's wrong with them and treating them. And it's like, for example, my wife, Tracy, we go to bed every night at 3 a.m. 
Oh, my gosh. I get up at 9 because I need a little more sleep, but she gets up at 5 a.m. She only sleeps two hours a night. She does this seven days a week for the last 23 years of our marriage. That's dedication. It's total dedication. And this is our gift. We love animals. And particularly, we love dogs. And we're going to do everything we can to help dogs live a much longer, healthier, happier life. So how can we find out more about your reality series based on the General Giants Rescue? Well, on our website, we'll be announcing it soon. We're still uh, putting together the pilot show, and okay. then we're going to be releasing that. In addition to that, we have an animated series based on our characters. We have two of our characters. Uh, we have a giant Great Dane. We've named him Gentle. And we have a tiny Chihuahua-looking dog. It's actually a Chinese crested, our two-pounder. And his name is Giant. Of course it is. Gentle and Giant with their capes and masks. And we already, on uh, Free Comic Book Day, we released a um, kind of a teaser, uh, 12-page teaser comic book of our characters, and it was gone within 30 minutes. Wow. It was all over the United States in thousands of, of comic book stores, and it was the first one to be just completely, and it was, it was free, it was a free handout, but it was gone in every store in the nation within 30 minutes. And I can't so is, tell you how many emails I get from people, <laughs> when is the comic book coming out? So is Gentle and Giant going to be teamed up with a Robin-like character? Yes, yes. Okay. And they're oh. all fighting heinous villains. Heinous better villains. Better the lifespan of dogs, yes. <laughs> that sounds good. It's now, really let- cute. The, the artwork is amazing. It's just, it's fabulous. Well, let's talk a little trivia if we can, because a lot of folks sure. obviously love Batman and Robin show. And I teased the people early on. What was the deal with Frank Sinatra? Tell us a little bit about it. He really liked your show, didn't he? Yes. Well, what happened was, you know, it's funny how things, people associate success with other success. And, and anything that becomes very successful, you know, becomes like a, a bright light that attracts people to it, including mm-hmm. other performers. So when Batman became the overnight hit, in fact, just to give you an idea, back on January 12th, Tuesday, January 12th, 1966, when Batman premiered, okay, at uh, 7 o'clock at night, what happened was we had a 55 share. And in television, oh my gosh. I'll explain what that means. <laughs> that means of all the television sets on in the United States, all of them, on that night, that 55% were watching Batman and 45% were, were spread among all the other stations that were on that is That is something you'll never see again. No. And our ratings, we became number one in the nation overnight. And because we were on twice a week and because we were in people's homes, you know, it's one thing when you watch a movie, which is great, and you have some great actors, but when you have actors that are in people's homes, you know, where people are comfortable and it's, you know, either after the school day or after work and, you know what I mean, they've had their dinner and now they're sitting down to enjoy and relax in the evening and here we come on, you know, like gangbusters, right? We still are. We're in 106 countries around the world, Batman. And in wow. fact, even today in reruns, Batman is on seven days a week, twice a day. Really? You know, I have a good friend. His name is Casey Dean. He's the publisher of San Diego Pets Magazine. And he's a little bit younger than us. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I watched every single episode. I was hooked from the first one. So look what you're doing for generations to come. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is that my personal appearances, let me just give you a perfect example of a typical thing that happens, which is hilarious all the time. 
you have a mom and dad and say their little boy Johnny, right? So right. they'll come up to get their autograph, and they've been standing in line for a while. Let me tell you, unfortunately, it's, it's our lines are still quite long. But so they come up there, and and the dad will say to Johnny, say, "Oh, Johnny, do you realize this? This was Daddy's favorite superhero." You know, and, and, yeah. and, and you know, it says it with such an energy that Johnny looks up and says, "Dad, you never acted like this before." I mean, and it's because what happens is we've touched people. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. people that grew up watching this and that love Batman and Robin, it affects them. And then the mother will say, "Oh, and I was in love with Robin." And <laughs> Johnny will look at Mom. Why are you talking so crazy? You know, I mean, it's like they become kids again. You see yes. what I mean? The, yeah, well, you bring the, the joy hardened back. hardened adult, yes, becomes a kid when they meet Adam and I. Well, let's talk about the celebrities. So what was the deal with Frank Sinatra? What role did he really want to play that he never got well, to Well, he do? wanted to play the Joker, but it already had been cast with Cesar Romero. And what happened was we had so many stars that wanted to be on our show, but there was only, you know, one villain per right. per week. We had, you know, ours was a cliffhanger the way it was done. You know, the first episode had a villain that then there was a cliffhanger from the Tuesday night till the Thursday night, you know, what was going to happen. So during, during a one week series of the two episodes that made a whole show, uh, there was only one villain. So but since you only have one a week and you've got literally hundreds of stars that wanted to be on our show, what they figured out is they had a thing where we walked up the side of the building and then a window would open up and Betty White, who was one of your former guests, was, was right. came out. And so many actors and actresses that wanted to be on the show, but there was just not enough time or room. So then we had them come out and, and do little cameo roles, which they loved. And in fact, so many of these famous actors and actors said they had more fun doing the cameo roles than most acting jobs that they did. Well, you kind of sparked what happened in Laughing. You know, remember Laughing kind of followed you, but I uh-huh. remember that where having these celebrities open up the window while you guys are walking up the side of the <laughs> That had to be a lot of fun, though, for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you one more thing most people think. They say, oh, well, you know, they didn't really walk up the side of the building. They turned it and they were just walking on the ground. Well, actually, we weren't walking just on level surface. We were walking at a 45-degree angle. And the reason for that, and we had monofilament line that was attached to our capes that was held taut by the uh, special effects people so that our capes would hang down normally. Because then when they just tilted it the other 45 degrees to make it straight up and down, it always appeared, you know, correct because our keeps were hanging straight down below us. Oh, okay. Now let's talk about real Catwoman. I'm telling you, uh, Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather, they knew how to put Caddy with a capital C. What was your take on them as their villainous role? Well, I, I can only tell you that they caused me to have strange stirrings in my utility belt. <laughs> That's right. You were a young man. That had to be tough. What did you think of their acting, though? I mean, they really... Boy, oh, those- they're great. I mean, they're great performers. I mean, they've seasoned, and I think uh, Julie Newmar, you know, is really the classic Catwoman, and mm-hmm. uh, she just played it perfectly, if you know what I mean. I gotcha. Now, what about Adam? Now, he's in his early 80s now, isn't he? Let me tell you something. Adam is one of the healthiest, most athletic guys you'll ever imagine. He is like, I don't know his exact age, but let me tell you, he's in incredible shape. He is just like an amazing, wonderful, funny, zany kind of friend that, uh, you know, I've enjoyed working with and treasured working with for the last 45 years. 
I think you do. You are quite a dynamic duel. And he had the perfect Batman voice, didn't you think? Oh, I absolutely. Saw... Oh, let me tell you something. In my mind, there is only one real Batman, and that's Adam. All these others are actors. Adam was just like, you know, I mean, he's he's Batman, you know. And it's funny. We have a, a very good chemistry together. You know, when we work, maybe because I'm very, you know, jump ready to jump here and there. You know, <laughs> impetuous, energetic, you know, full of enthusiasm. And he's more sedate, laid back, and Mr. Cool kind of, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. When you put the two of us together, when like when we make appearances and stuff, we don't even have to say anything. The people see the two of us together, and they immediately start laughing because it is such a contrast. And in fact, our executive producer, uh, his name was William Dozier. He was actually had been a vice president at CBS, and he'd been involved with just so many shows bringing him on the air. But he said in his entire career that the best casting he ever did was casting us as Batman and Robin. Well, I saw your screen test, and they had these scenes played out by you and Adam, and then also the other ones pining for the role, Lyle Wagner and another gentleman whose name escaped me, and there was no chemistry. There was no chemistry. So you could see right away. I think uh, you're yeah, it is. That was great. It really is. It's wonderful. You can see it on YouTube. And it really, the, what they did is they they had uh, they took our screen test and intermixed it with the other people's screen test. And it, from the style that we presented, you know, like one of the things where Adam is Bruce Wayne says, well, you know, uh, my career as a crime fighter could be over. I, I don't think I have a leg to stand on. And then he stands up. I, I know. Mean, And he knows, he knew exactly the timing. Whereas when the other person that did it, they said it, but it didn't play. It didn't work. It wasn't humorous. You know? Yeah, there. I think, as you said early on the show, you hit all different levels for the kids, for the adults, for the college students. Now, let's talk about the Batmobile. It really did have some cool gadgets, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So what are some of the things that might surprise people about what... Oh, actually, I must tell you, there are fabulous duplicates of the Batmobile that they have out now that do even more things than the Batmobile did. I occasionally go out on tour and I will make personal appearances like at many Walmart stores where our dog food is at. Mm-hmm. And uh, people come out and, uh, you know, if they buy a bag of Gentle Giants uh, dog food, they get to get a free color photo from my series and sit in the Batmobile and have the picture taken. And nice. people just go nuts. But they'd actually, because all the stuff works, I mean, the rockets actually shoot out uh, almost a thousand feet from the back and they have the fire that comes out the, in the very back and the parachutes that actually the it has to take about 30 minutes to, to disarm it before people can sit in it because it's real nice that's pretty I mean, cool it's a gorgeous i mean it's an amazing there are a number of the batmobiles but they're absolutely every one of them is just absolutely amazing i mean you're talking about anywhere from a minimum of 150,000 to a 500,000 dollars the cost to make them because everything works. Now, you did a lot of shows. You're doing it twice a week. Who was your favorite villain and why? You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't have a favorite villain because as a young actor working with so many stars, I mean, I learned something from every one of them. So I loved working with all of them. I didn't have a favorite. I loved, I loved working with all of them. What's a couple tips that maybe some of these actors taught you that are helping you even today? Being prepared. Okay. In other words, you know, a good actor does 95% of his work before he ever gets out in front of a camera or gets on the stage. 95% of the work is done there. Only the last 5% are what the people see. 
do you go to any of these new Batman movies, The Dark Knight? I mean, he is yeah, kind of a brooding I, I, I guy. See them. I haven't seen the most recent one, but I have seen all of the previous ones, and I've enjoyed them. They're big productions, fabulously done, but, you know, they're targeting an older age. See, we were a family show for everybody, from the littlest kids to the you know most senior adults. Uh, we were for everybody, but the, the films that are in the theaters, of course, are targeted to the moviegoers, which are primarily teenagers and college kids, and, and to a lesser degree, you know, other adults. You wouldn't bring a three-year-old child to see, you know, a current Batman film because there's an awful lot of violence in it. You did get to be in the Batman movie in 1966, though, and what a cast. Lee Merriweather, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith. You had tons of villains in the movie. Yeah, you know, we, we had, and also ours was very satirical. I mean, there was there was a great line where the Commissioner Gordon says to, uh, to Batman, he says, you know, Batman, he says, the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, the Catwoman, any one of these could wreak havoc in Gotham City, but all four of them, what do you think they have in mind? And uh, Batman says so very stoically, he says, I think their minimum objective is the entire world. (laughs) Their minimum objective. (laughs) So what is your favorite trivia piece or something from the set of Batman that you really enjoy that you have? What's something that you just, do you still have your tights? (laughs) I I do have a costume. I do have Mm -hmm. a costume, but I only wear it for Halloween and private moments with my wife. All right. We're speaking with Burt Ward. Of course, he is the only Robin in my estimation. He and Adam West starred in Batman and Robin. It's still, as he says, being run and rerun all over this planet every single day. That's quite a testament. You were an overnight sensation. And now he and his wife, Tracy, are doing their best and succeeding in keeping our dogs healthy happy with their gentle giants rescue group and also please check out they also have the breed of dog food that he discussed that they've really taken a lot of care into making sure it has the right ingredients that will really maximize and fortify our four-legged friends hey listeners our canine crusader burt ward has a special giveaway for two of you lucky listeners He's going to be giving away big bags. We're talking of the Gentle Giant dog food. This is very, very healthy food to two of your listeners, but there's much more. He's also going to give away some of their new all-beef and all-liver treat bags. So, Burt Ward, tell us a little bit about this and uh, how can they get their paws on these prizes. Okay, we make all-natural Gentle Giants dog food for all breeds, from the smallest to the largest to the youngest to the oldest. So all-natural Gentle Giants dog food, which is good for all breeds, you'll be able to give away a 17-and-a-half-pound bag of Gentle nice. Giants. And also, we have our brand-new Gentle Giants all-natural world-class pet treats, which is 100% pure beef liver and 100% pure chicken liver, which has been freeze-dried, contained in a foil package that gives it an unlimited lifetime. The flavor of the beef liver and the chicken liver is incredibly tasty to dogs, and the aroma is amazingly attractive to dogs. All right. Well, I think Chipper and Cleo, I think they're starting to drool. Those are my dogs. I'm not a big fan of liver, but they sure are. So for folks who are listening, if you are the 100th person to email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with the special code Gentle Giant. You're going to win a 17 and a half pound bag for your dog. And then if you are the 80th person to email Arden at Four-Legged Life with the code word 
Robin, you're going to win one of the, either the beef or the chicken liver. We're going to actually do that for the, you're going to give away two of those. So for the 80th and 120th person to email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with the code word Robin, you're going to either get a chicken liver or beef liver freeze-dried treats made from the Gentle Giants group and Burt Ward. How's that sound, Burt? That sounds delicious to me. All right, delicious, nutritious. I give you a big pause up, man. We'd love to get a Robin comment before you leave. I mean, I know the Batmobile. I hear it humming up. No, 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 no. So give us a little Robin for us before we say goodbye. Well, you know, I'll just give you, you know, a lot of people remember holy this and holy that, you know. Mm-hmm. There was there was one line. It was, uh, holy strawberries, Batman. Are we in a jam? Perfect. At this time, I want to give a big pause up of uh, appreciation for having Burt Ward on our show. I also thank our producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. Pet Life Radio is the top dog when it comes to pet shows. We have more than 6 million people tuning in to all of our shows each and every week. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Thank you, citizens, to the Batmobile! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com.